from the PSI ASI Mobile Studios at Huntley Lodge, Big Sky, Montana, 2019 National Academy. I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and we are visiting with national team member Stephen Helfenbein. Stephen, it was truly a pleasure skiing with you today. Thank you. Thank you, George. Yeah, it was good to have you out there. Now, we want to get into movement analysis, but let's start with the clinic that you were leading. Yeah. Tell us about the importance of what we were talking about today. Uh, Josh Fogg and I had a on-snow workshop today that uh, was, in, it was a version of what we did in uh, Pomporovo, Bulgaria for Interski. And the focus of that was to present to the other countries our technical skiing fundamentals. And not so much what they are, that, that was presented at the previous Interski in Ushuaia. But this was a little more to the two questions of why do we have fundamentals and how do we use them? And just standing there watching, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a gold mine for MA. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Um, absolutely. And, and that's what we'll talk about, talk about a little bit um, is just why the five skiing fundamentals are uh, valuable as you do movement analysis. And just, you know, to be redundant, can you go ahead and list off the five fundamentals? Uh, I hope so. Uh, it's been a long day, but I'll see if I can uh, recall those. Um, so, yeah, five of them. And we usually go in a typical order, so I'm not going to deviate from that to confuse anyone. But the, the first one is they go in the list is that we uh, control the relationship of the center of mass to our, ba to our base of support so we can direct pressure along the length of the ski. We... Um, uh, direct pressure from foot to foot, control pressure from foot to foot so we can direct pressure from ski to ski. We um, inclinate and angulate so we can control edge angle. We steer our legs against a stable upper body so we can control the rotation of the skis. And we regulate the overall magnitude of pressure to affect the uh, buildup of pressure between ski-snow interaction. And what I've really enjoyed watching clinics like yours uh, is that, you know, I think about drills that we do for certain of the fundamentals and there's, it really doesn't just apply to that one fundamental. Absolutely. We have to believe that all five fundamentals are present in skiing, no matter what you're doing. We often use a particular drill or activity to emphasize a specific fundamental, that doesn't mean that the other ones aren't in there. And hopefully what we, uh, the message we spread today out on the snow was that in fact, to highlight a specific fundamental requires that the other four are in a very accurate supporting role. We often can't highlight a fundamental without uh, the other four supporting what we're trying to do. I just I was in a clinic with Jen Metz uh, earlier this season and she gave us one drill and then broke our group into subgroups and said okay I want you to teach rotary out of this drill I want you to teach edging yeah. I want you to work on pressure yeah. and it was amazing how I mean everybody came up with something that was very yeah. beneficial using that drill that's fantastic yeah that that's a a ripe uh, environment to, to explore that idea. You know, what is the role of each fundamental within any particular task? And, and we have to be able to learn to recognize what those look like regardless of what we're watching. 
So let's move this now into movement analysis. And um, how do we use these five fundamentals and really put them to use with our MA skills? Um, well, let's also just back up one step. And, and the, a question I think that's important to acknowledge is what is the point of movement analysis? That's a very um, good backup. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of times, and I'm fully guilty of this, um, is, is that we will do movement analysis for sport. Uh, it's just kind of for fun. And in many clinic environments, you know, we just um, love to watch what we see and describe what we see and try to explain what we see with cause and effect relationships. And the real goal of movement and movement analysis is that it results in something that we can pass on to a student and be, it essentially becomes the the technical focus for a lesson or for um, a training block if you're dealing with athletes um, but it's got to result in something tangible that that a student can use something that's going to drive the learning process otherwise it's just uh, yeah, movement analysis for sport. Uh, it's so funny you talk about that because I mean, my daughter's in ballet, and I'll go to watch a performance, and I'm doing MA on the dancers, <laughs> and it's it's all about. And then I'll talk to uh, the director, or yeah. you know, I'm friends with them at the school. But it's like you know, I noticed this dancer was doing this. Why is that what you want to see, and how do you fix it? Yeah, if it's not what you want to see. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, yes. Yeah, Ski instructors are just so <laughs> addicted to uh, analyzing movement, and we can't help it, which is shows you know what a big part of our culture it is. Um, but I would argue that um, we, even though we do a lot of it, um, you know, if it's not trained to produce a particular outcome, which would be that that technical nugget that a student can digest v during your lesson then it isn't relevant movement analysis. And that's where the fundamentals come in, is they help us make more specific um, a movement analysis conclusion. Um, and, and so, for example, um, you know, it's often helpful when you're training movement analysis to look for one fundamental at a time in a particular task. And if we can do a comparison of different tasks while having the same focus on the same fundamental or a comparison of skiers trying to do the same task, we start to see what a fundamental will look like between different situations. Comparisons really help us to see the truth about each fundamental. And as we start to see the truth about the fundamental, what that really means is that we start to learn what controls it as situations change or as skiers change, you know, what body parts are, are making the body do specific stuff and having specific results on the skis. But we also see what stays the same. And that's an important component as, as we watch skiers is being able, being able to recognize what clearly stays the same and what should stay the same and what things will vary as the demands of a task vary. Now, I want to back up here real quick. Um, you were saying that uh, the fundamentals are often listed a certain way. Is that a hierarchical listing? 
definitely not intended to be that not not at all so one fundamental isn't more important than another fundamental no overall um, they all have to exist together and of course as we start to change the demands um, of the situation we're in as far as our skiing um, then one might the emphasis on one might become higher so when we're doing ma is there a priority that now I started out with we and I'm going to go to you. Yeah. <laughs> is there a priority that you put on your MA of this is a skill that we need to work on first. This is a fundamental yeah. that we really need to address with this person. And I, if the answer is yes, then I would assume that changes from skier to skier, snowboarder to snoboarder. It, it's more um, in reverse of that often. Um, if I'm only watching, let's just say, um, you know, a, a student that I have in a lesson, I'm going to watch their overall performance. Um, but I'll probably have given them, uh, at first, minimal guidance uh, as I watch them. But then I might give them just some general guidance of um, try to make a short radius turn. You know, you did what you did. Now let's see if you can make a short turn while staying in this five meter wide corridor. And, and now that starts to narrow my focus. You know, I've created a slightly more specific or demanding situation for the student that's gonna require maybe an emphasis on particular fundamentals. So I can see whether or not they have the ability to adapt. Um, if they don't have the ability to adapt, I start to gain some visual clues about their uh, awareness of the fundamentals uh, or their their competence, let's say, their competence um, as a skier. And then that helps me focus in on uh, a potential prescription for them. So with that short turn example, if, if a skier had a very challenging time um, staying in the corridor, it might often be because they are, have a hard time controlling the rotation of their skis with leg, with leg rotation that's against a stable upper body. And, and that immediately narrows my focus on what, what type of training, what type of lesson will benefit them. Let's say I have that same activity, different skier, and they go down the corridor, but as they go, they just accelerate the entire way and they, they come out the bottom of that corridor just going 1,000 miles an hour. Um, that skier might have a hard time balancing against the outside skier or moving pressure from from one ski over to the other. And that would help narrow my focus um, back into the lesson. Now, as instructors, how do we get better at what you were talking about a little bit earlier? Okay, I can see what the ski or the snowboard is doing in this portion of the turn. Yeah. I wanna make a change to that. Yeah. How do I learn how to make that change? Or how do I learn things to suggest that can make that change? To make changes in the skier, or how do I learn to recognize things as I watch them? So you've recognized it. Yeah. Now what do you do about it? Well, that's where um, the application of, uh, where the real application of the fundamentals comes in, okay? Our, our focus on what we've watched has become more narrow. And if, if that is narrow, then the possible solutions to, to my problem, uh, if you will, of, of, of that that student is having become more narrow. And I might choose from, you know, a, a subset of activities that help emphasize 
um, with our first example of the student that couldn't stay within the corridor because they couldn't steer their legs, now I'm focused on activities that emphasize leg steering. So as a you know, very uh, basic example, perhaps that's a student that I would apply some pivot slips to help increase their awareness about how to control the rotation of their skis with leg steering. So uh, it's about understanding the connection between a fundamental and activities that emphasize the use of that fundamental. Uh, Steven, something I, I loved in our clinic today was watching you and Josh perform uh, a, a certain fundamental, but at a different speed. So yeah. we're looking at the best of the best and we could see differences in your skiing. Yeah. But I love how you said we're not just looking for differences. What we really want to look for are similarities. Yeah. And so as we were talking about that off record, uh, you've really got me thinking about that. So I, I'd love for you to expound on that some more. Absolutely. Um, it's it's one of the hardest things about movement analysis is trying to filter out the noise of what um, what doesn't matter. You know, you're going to compare two skiers, let's say, and if they look different, um, that might be okay. There might be a lot of that difference that just doesn't matter. Um, it's just it's just noise. But how can you filter through all that noise to find what really matters? Um, as far as that, if there is a difference, what part of that difference matters most? And there's a, there's a couple ways that we might be able to figure that out. If we understand what the skis are supposed to do um, in a particular situation, then that can help us judge or analyze the effectiveness of the movement. If I know my ski is supposed to be at its highest edge angle in the middle part of a turn, for example, that's the expectation, um, then I can assess the quality of my movement. So if I see, see two skiers, one absolutely gets their skis to a highest, their highest edge angle through the, the middle part of the turn, and then I have a skier that um, doesn't do that. They get their highest edge angle through the finish of the turn. I can start to compare the effectiveness of a, of a particular movement and, and filter out the noise. And, and if, I, if I'm clear on the expectations of the ski, my, my eye will go more clearly towards the movements that affect the, the, ed, the control of edge angle, which are inclination and angulation. And if I see it at different speeds, uh, it, it's going to look different when it's going fat, when a skier is going fast than when a skier is going slow because those are different demands, but I'm, I'm still zeroed in on the movements that control inclination and angulation. And I also need to know like, what's the, what's the task? What is the skier trying to do? What are the facts associated with that task? Now, another thing that I saw and, and observed and, and really loved in our clinic this morning, uh, you started off with the fundamental of rotary, leg steering. Uh, Josh had you do a pretty advanced drill. But uh, when you were asking about who would this be effective for, where do we want to see this? And someone was saying steeps and uh, bumps. And so all of a sudden we're hearing all these different areas. And someone said a level three skier. And he didn't mean going for their level three yeah. exam. Yeah. You know, this would work with a level three or four. Yeah. And so to hear 
this wide range really running the yeah. gamut of yeah. where this fundamental from yeah. a pretty advanced drill that the three or four couldn't do yeah that didn't matter right it was still a fundamental that they right. needed to work on and people were seeing how it ran throughout every lesson we would do that that's exactly it that's fundamental by definition and it really keeps us accountable am i teaching something or looking for something um in the high end of skiing that would exist all the way down to the to the most basic level of skiing and if and if it passes that test then you've got a fundamental and so with the example you're referencing we were looking at how we use leg steering to control the rotation of the skis. We use that in a carve turn, but we'd also use it in a wedge turn. There are things that will look the same about the application of that fundamental in the wedge turn as in the dynamic medium radius turn. And then there are things that will obviously look very, very different. And the, and Josh explained it super well out there. You know, the distinction between I'm using my leg to turn the ski, which would be in more skidded type uh, scenarios or in a wedge turn um, predominantly but I can also apply leg steering um, to control the rotation of the skis um, when I'm carving but it's more from the standpoint of the skis are turning my legs against a stable upper body and again there will be things that look the same in that as in a wedge turn um, but then there are things that will look quite different and that that right there is the essence of a fundamental so if i see something in uh you know a dynamic kind of turn and i see those same symptoms uh same signs same facts of, of associated with that movement as i as i would see in a wedge turn that's that's when you know your movement analysis is like spot on i really liked that you even took that into the first day on skis wagon wheel turn I mean, we're on flat and you're right. still yeah. using that fundamental. Yeah. And I mean, that is a place where you're using yeah. your MA. Is yeah. this person who's yeah. never done this before, are they getting it? Yeah. And, and maybe we don't do a good enough job of emphasizing the movement analysis skill down in those low levels. We kind of take it for granted. It's like, oh, well, they did the task, right? They, they did a gliding straight run, for example. But do you know how to analyze the performance of a student or an instructor who's doing some training to say that was an exceptional straight run. You know, do you know the facts associated with, you know, a fantastic straight run? Because those same facts that are part of a, you know, A plus straight run are also present in expert skiing as you go from one turn to the next. As you go through transition, you're gliding just like you are in a straight run and the same facts that are in that straight run are present all the way through to that expert zone and i mean please tell me if i'm on off base here but I, again going to that first day on skis i'm doing an ma on my students when they don't even have their skis on i yeah. want to see how yeah. they move absolutely and you know i worked with a, a guy that was uh, famous for for saying things along those lines, especially during an exam, you know, he's kind of knows who's going to pass or fail just by watching them skate to the lift because he's analyzing movement and he's very, very skilled at it. And he can see the, the facts associated with accurate movement in a skate, the same that, and they show up the same in a wedge turn and they show up the same in moguls, the same facts that you show while skating the lift, they're with you everywhere you go. So there are no free runs. <laughs> right. Yeah. There you go. You're always on. You're always on. 
Well, Stephen, I believe this is going to be uh, our next series with you, and we're going to be wrapping up our uh, your certification series. Uh, if we can, uh, hopefully tomorrow, uh, our second to last day of National Academy. Yeah, that would be great. You know, we left off with that a while back, and, and we could probably bring that to uh, a bit of closure for the year and then also uh, give maybe a little um, preview that it'd be great to talk about it again next year as we kind of re you know we go through that cycle again every year there's a certification cycle and i think there's always lessons learned every year and be great to talk a little bit about what lessons were learned this year and what what might uh, be on the horizon well and, you know i we often get into dry land training in the summer months but i'd like to get into dry land training on cert prep with you yeah yeah that'd be awesome so Stephen Helfenbein, thanks very much. I know there's a party going on tonight, and you're sitting here with me. So <laughs> let's have you move on. <laughs> heading, heading straight there. Yeah, thanks so much. From the PSI ASI Mobile Studios at the Huntley Lodge Big Sky Resort 2019 National Academy, you've been listening to First Chair. I'm George Thomas.